0: Welcome to episode 20 of Cyberbytes, the podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Cooper, co-founder of Asperon Search. This week's guest, we have Arman Maboud, Director of Security and Business Intelligence at DTEch Systems, where he's spent almost the last seven years. A seasoned insider threat investigator and researcher, Arman reveals all about the insider threat for us on this episode. How are you doing, brother?
1: I'm great. Thank you
0: for having me. No, good to good to have you on, mate. I know uh, we only spoke two days ago, so we've got this podcast live pretty quickly. Um, talk yeah. to me about the swag, Mercedes, know William
1: Racing. Well, well, with DTEX, you know, we've had some history with uh, Williams Formula One and, and a lot of other uh, racing companies. So, you know, they have to protect their IP. We've been really pivotal in doing that, and so uh, you know, we get we got a little little lucky swag on the side with it. I love it. Um, yeah, yeah, I wear this yeah. every other day.
0: Uh, to be honest i'm a mercedes man myself so uh, i'm pretty jealous of that gear um, i love it i love it but, like i say man great to have you on um ultimately yeah. brother i'm really keen to just take it back to where it all began i do this with all my guests and we'll run through to sort of how you got into security and then to, to how you've landed the, the the director of uh, business intelligence and inside threat at DTEX. so I'm really keen yeah. to see where it all began for you man
1: yeah, I mean, honestly, um, it's been an interesting journey. Definitely started as an analyst. Um, you know, wor- was working my way through my career and trying to figure out where I wanted to go. It wasn't wasn't always, hey, I wanted to do this thing. Um, I, I have kind of a a, a science background. Um, was you know that when I was younger, I was thinking, hey, I want to go into science and become a physician, right? Um, you know, things change. And and my understanding of business and my love for business, it kind of became this interesting merriment of being able to be a scientist in a sense, but from an, a behavioral research perspective, obviously being an investigator, but then also being able to apply myself from a business aspect, which is obviously why I'm at this role. And I was getting my, my master's in business administration as well throughout my career. I'm at DTEX, I've been at DTEX for seven years now, so I'm um, kind of blossomed into the, the position that I'm in now.
0: Love that, love that. So was that straight out of university or? Uh, in between
1: university, I was trying to figure things out and wasn't 100% sure, got a kind of an internship role, doing a little bit of sales offs, getting a feeling of for that and then kind of pivoted over to DTEX and, and had an opportunity to kind of just figure things out. Um, and then through that, really just grew into this investigator and kind of just kept moving up the ranks, um, you know, doing product development, doing all this kind of stuff, really just dramatically impacting the business from every angle, from marketing to the actual investigation side to this and that. So um, it kind of just, you know, grew and in, grew into the reality of what it is today.
0: Yeah, nice. So
1: look, pretty solid
0: six and a half year stint there. How?
1: Yeah, about about seven, seven years going to eight now.
0: You know what, with, with everything going on right now, that's a, that's a good that's a good innings. Most people are jumping yeah. every one, two years. So uh, what's kept you there so long?
1: You know, uh, for me, I am very, uh, you know, money is great in life. But for me, what really drives me, and it's always been the case, is am I learning something new? Am I getting, you know, one, the team here and the culture we have and we've built is just second to none. Anybody that joins the company really doesn't want to leave. Um, the second part is really our, we're at the tip of the sphere of insider threat. We know we're the best. There's a reason why MITRE has partnered with us. We're one of the first uh, companies they've ever partnered with in their, in their whole whole stint. Um, you know, let alone everything else we're doing. I think just the ability to work and the communication across our business and be able to drive development rapidly um, it is just second to none. It's kind of crazy. We move as a, a thousand person company. And we're only a hundred folks, right? It's it's pretty big.
0: Yeah, nice. So where are you based out of? Where are you? Yeah, born born and raised
1: in California, Northern California, pretty much Bay Area, um Silicon Valley, and and uh really haven't moved since. I, I love it. Uh air's fresh, life's good, <laughs> you know,
0: can't complain. Um food's great. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. Well let's let's dive straight into it. So I know we're really keen yeah. to talk about the insider threat. Um for the for the audience that don't know, can you just give a bit of an insight as to what insider threat actually is?
1: Yeah, I, I think in 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 insider threat, and we see this in the news all the time from uh employees, you know, with the Google incident and with the employee moving to, I think it was Waymo, for example, and and stealing, technically taking project data from their previous employer. And using that their their next employment right. That's one example. It's more data loss. It's more IP theft. Um, you have the others examples of sabotage, right? Um, I, I get let go of a business and I'm disgruntled. I actually will look to impact that business negatively um, before I leave. It could be IT sabotage, critical infrastructure, things like that. Um, you know, th- there's a bunch of other things. Workplace violence there's physical harm, there's, there's, you know, intellectual harm, there's a, a myriad of things, there's harassment over the years that detects, I mean, there has been, I've seen it all. Um, you know, I've literally seen it all, uh, where sometimes even law enforcement needs to get involved for for things that we don't even, we wouldn't have hoped to have seen on somebody's corporate asset um, related to, to things that aren't even business related. So um you know i can tell you i've wow. seen it all we could probably talk for hours about that
0: oh um, it's that deep right geez okay cool well, yeah forgetting that stuff because i can only imagine what some people get up to <laughs> in their spare time um yeah. but what, what what so what what's the difference between insider risk and then insider threats i know they're two different things yeah yeah
1: a hundred percent i think you know when i do mention data loss for example Um, it's, it's kind of two sides of the coin, an insider threat is an outcome of an investigation, whether somebody's malicious, compromised, they're in collusion with other people. There's, there's been a myriad of investigations that, that I've gone through where it's touched upon all of those things. Um, you know, even social engineering that we've seen, um, you know, that that's, that's not out of the question. It's more difficult to do, but you see that now. Really, the reality is more than 50% of people that, you know, take some of their work with them, right, and go to their next job, 12% of that is actually IP, right? Um, you know, and, that, and that's that's kind of something to keep in mind. That's the main core of many organizations' problems is the data loss. Now, what the intent of somebody doing that and why they did that and all of that stuff. Uh, that's kind of where you teeter-totter between the, the two, right? If I did it intentionally and I did it on purpose, X, X, Y, and Z, it's a threat. Still a threat at the end of the day. But a risk is something where, for example, people are doing downloading applications in the business that aren't approved. Um, they are essentially expanding the corporate attack surface uh, you know, unnecessarily. Um, It's the risk and governance of your business. Well, how are we establishing the swim lanes of what I expect from employees? What should they be doing? How am I educating them on that? Am I reminding them of that? Those are the things that some businesses need to expand on. So sometimes, for example, I'll give you a really clean example. Right now, chat GPT is the the hot, hot news, right? Um, You know, the end of the day, you know, there's many concerns with chat gpt from an insider risk perspective right because a one if i don't know if you knew this but if i go and put some code in my corporate code into there and say hey i would like you to uh, enhance this or do this or that well now actually that code is now part of chat gpt's knowledge base so now if you came into play and said well hey you know please explain to me what detected code is like right It'll tell you, right? Because Mm -hmm. it has that knowledge now. So there's a data loss threat. There's a actual IP threat. There's a malware threat where you could say, hey, I want actually to, you know, you can massage the wording, but I want a backdoor and text, or, you know, like you could start to manipulate it in this way. And and obviously there's Reddit threads and all this stuff on the internet of how to to kind of navigate and snake your way into being able to get what you want. Um, But that's a risk at first, right? then what is the intention of somebody? And obviously that's something with our behavior patterns and indica- indicators and our algorithms, we're able to try to attempt to get to that point of determining what someone's in- intent is without actually having to ask them, right? That's really important. Um, but that's that's kind of a part of that. And a risk becomes a threat. And you need to realize, and companies need to realize that you want to address the risk so that you mitigate the threats. If I start to teach people what I expect of them in a business, then actually that does translate into the end result, right? Mm -hmm. Less threats, less outcomes. They question what they're doing in a positive way, right? When they think of doing something negative, hopefully they realize that there is consequences to that and that it's not easy to get away with those things. So that's really important.
0: Yeah, I can't remember if it was Google or Samsung a few weeks ago, but one of the employees put all the source code. Yes. chat GPT, yeah yeah it's Insane. a daily occurrence i'm yeah. telling you it's a
1: daily occurrence
0: and uh is it google or goldman somebody's actually um said that they will prohibit the use of chat gbt uh, chat in the office space um but anyway it's great so what what are some of the motivations behind uh people actually you mentioned the 12 percent of um yeah IP theft. what are some of the motivations for people to actually do this i'm, I'm guessing sort of uh, monetary but like what what are you seeing as some of the main
1: there you that's that's such a great question because like there there's kind of two parts to this right there's the cyber indicators that we look for right and in some cases we're also slightly involved in the environmental factors and understanding what so for example um, there is, it could be that at home I'm going through a divorce, right? That could, that could be an impact that could be a financial impact, an emotional impact that can, that can determine me changing my mood. Maybe I'm not so stable as a person in that time of my life. Um, and that leads me to do sabotage or do these other things that could negatively impact the business. Right. Um, and, and something could have ticked me off. Um, it could be that I'm in gambling debt. It could be that, um, you know, something, something, someone in my family is is under medical distress, right? There, there's always, uh, even in terms of the internal environment of the business, maybe I'm not getting along well with my boss and um, I'm going to sign him up for this website that constantly harasses him and his family, <laughs> right? Or her and her family. So, um, you know, there's there's always this, massive box of why (laughs) really um the good thing is that the the funnel of of the what the what the action is is a little bit less thank god there's a little bit less of that so it's either really data loss sabotage physical harm you know at least you can bundle those (laughs) but the precursors are a little bit a little bit more wide and broad
0: yeah yeah. so obviously over the last six years i imagine you've seen a lot of different changes and the evolution of the landscapes changed a lot particularly with the last few years and everybody going remote has that had like Mm -hmm. a bit was that quite a visible impact of the insider for increasing where people were moved to working remotely and it being a lot easier i guess to be able to to do that sort of malicious stuff
1: no that's a great point i think when we talk about environment and um, you know, how we it's interesting from a behavioral perspective, how we hold ourselves when we're by ourselves versus how we hold ourselves when we are with others. Right. And, and it's so interesting how that plays a part into what somebody does. For example, if I'm in the office, um, I may not necessarily kick my feet up on my desk because of the perception of that. If I'm working at home, I'm comfortable to do so, right? Um, And and taking on those actions because I'm not even having to think of somebody seeing me and thinking a certain way about what I'm doing. Um, The end result being the same, right? I'm still going to do my job and still do things. Um, Now, at the end of the day, based upon those environmental factors, based upon where a business is at and how that plays a part in that, um, whether I'm getting resigned or whether I didn't get the promotion I wanted or whether my performance isn't up to par to the business or whatever the case is, those are going to impact somebody's environment, right? And their mental stability and all that kind of stuff, depending on how resilient they are. Um, now, if I'm at home and I've now been, my environment's changed in, in the sense of where my position is in this company and I haven't been given what I feel like I'm due, um, then I may feel completely comfortable in attempting to take data that I've been working on for years at this company and investing my time. Although, hey, technically I've been getting a salary uh, for that work. But you know, us as humans, we have an attachment to things. It's it's, it's a great thing. Um, it's a part of our love and our and our our greatness. Um, But that does can make us think differently and act differently when we're kind of in a fight or flight situation. Um, And the interesting thing as part of our studies and our research, if somebody wants to take data out of a business, they will find a way if the intent is there, if the need is there. And whether a business has DLP in place or some locks and blocks, I don't care. I'm going to figure out a way. And we've seen it time and time again, there's always a loophole for somebody to get it out. And as we know on the internet, there is now a million different websites you could go to where there's gray areas. Uh, I'll give you a good example of this actually. Um, Some of the most locked down businesses, right? um, Block all these websites, block this and block that. But sometimes uh, some websites like educational sites for me to go and improve my understanding maybe for the business may have an ability to upload a document right a two two megabyte excel sheet or to do this or to do that <laughs> again loopholes are always there yeah. there's always new things so it's very interesting how that plays a part.
0: Yeah, yeah and even even when you just think about it like you can just take a picture on your phone of your computer <laughs> screen like yeah it's, it's um it's mental how is um so obviously with whole remote working that's evolved and then obviously like 2021 20 start 22 we started seeing a a ton of people i think they call Mm. it the great resignation actually i think it was Mm. you might have seen some of the the news on the press how did you see an increase like do you do see increases when this sort of stuff like what are the trends
1: yeah it's 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 very interesting we have seen an Increase in personal use of of laptops and devices, corporate assets, pretty much, uh, with with the whole ro- shift to remote working. Now, obviously, there's a lot of hybrid work that's going on, and obviously, disgruntlement. Um, the thing with remote working, obviously, is that that in many cases, it's it. I think businesses, HR, and the business in general need to start thinking about how can they create a better culture or even create a culture when somebody is not physically in the location where you can really shape the experience right um now this is also why businesses are trying to get people to come back in they believe that collaboration and all this stuff um you know will improve somebody's will and and feel for a company and and love for a company um, you know, but there is definitely an interesting dynamic that's going to need to shift here in terms of how businesses address that people all want to work remote, right? I want that flexibility. I have kids, I want to be able to go pick them up from school at lunchtime, I want to go do this and do that and, and then still be able to do my job, right? So um, there's, there's a lot of that. Um, there's trends in The fact that people are using corporate assets for personal use there's more trends in the fact that people are just moving on from businesses more quickly within a year within two years because more and more opportunities are coming up right um being remote working has a value to it right it does have a actual value to people um, that businesses need to understand Um, so there needs to be a little bit more flexibility in that now for us and the good thing for us and what we provide for our community and our customer base is that if Armand works from home or he's in the office, end of the day, you're gonna know what he's been doing on that asset um, from a, a negative impact, negatively impactful perspective if he is doing that. Mm-hmm. Right. And how can we kind of make sure that look, he can go to Sweden and work remotely from there, he can go and do this and that great love it, you know, live your life. And, and I hope that even makes you a better person and also a better employee. Um, but I need to make sure that you know, you're not being impacted by the environments that you're putting yourself in. And you're not opening the door to other people to take advantage of you and your role in this company or vice or you to obviously negatively impact the company if something like that needs to come to place
0: nice I guess that ties in nicely with what can executives do to mitigate this sort of thing because there's so many different types of insider threat, like you mentioned earlier. And mm. um, you mentioned just then, like what what other stuff can execs to uh, do to try and, I guess, mitigate.
1: Yeah, that, that's that's it's a great question. It, it's it's not an, an an easy thing, right? um I think there's a multitude of things. I think. Um, and it's difficult as your business is larger and how long it's been around. Um, but shifts can be made, right? For for us, the information that we can see and provide to businesses gives us a realistic perspective rather than a thumb in the air perspective of what is actually going on in a business. What different departments are performing in a or performing, you know, security risk concerns in, in one way versus another. For example, marketing may be downloading pirated software so that they can you know do some of the marketing fun stuff that they love to do, um, which is obviously great for business. Now, with that realistic understanding, then it you can actually say, this is where we stand. This is where we should be. How can we get to that, right? Um, how can we bridge that gap? And that's really critical. The bigger perspective here in, in the grander scheme of things is how can I improve our culture, right? How can I really make sure that this is a place where people want to be a part of, want to work and want to be engaged and want to do things, right? Mm-hmm. All of that is 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 difficult, but it is something that I think businesses need to start thinking more of. It's, it's not just what I pay somebody, but it's what is their experience while they're here? Do they want to come back? right maybe they do leave will they want to come back and and be more of an impact there, there's a lot of factors at play it's hard to give you a perfect example yeah, of, yeah. Of no, for
0: sure considering there's yeah. so many different variables for sure for sure um mm-hmm. look we're, we're, we're close to wrapping it up but it's gone so quickly um sort of finalizing <laughs> it like what do you think is the future for, for insider threat how is it gonna evolve further obviously we've got ai and all various things like that coming in like what, what mm. do you think what, what's the future looking like for Dtex? what's the what's on the roadmap what are you sort of doing mm. I, I
1: i love that question i think with the maturity of the the sh- this is interesting security originally was we're in a we're in a physical place, right? We're all in the same building. We don't even have laptops, right? Then it's shifted to, oh, now people can connect to the Wi-Fi. It's not Ethernet. And it kept shifting and evolving to now where we're at, where it's this whole, technically your employee is global, right? Employee base is global. Um, what's interesting is that in terms of how security has needed to evolve to address these issues, now it's people are starting to businesses, not just people, are becoming more understanding that actually insider threat is the biggest problem. And I don't like to call it insider threat because that's not fair. It's more the fact that the people that are part of your business, all are individual doors into your business, right? Whether it's physical doors or virtual doors. And so then it becomes a need for look If 90% of even my external threats are stemming from a mistake or intentional act that is done by somebody inside my business, we need to make sure that we have enough of a forensic audit trail and data to be able to mitigate those things, obviously have other tools in place to address those immediately, lock and block and do all this kind of stuff. Now, this is what is happening, right? The businesses that are at the tip of their maturity, at the spheres, the critical infrastructures, a lot of them, um, a lot of them that do work with us and work with with MITRE as well, are all driving in this way where this is, this is it's, you know, it, the people in your business are the top tier. It's not bl- the network blocking and stopping people, stopping these malwares from coming in. Those are happening. Those are easy to mitigate. Those aren't mm-hmm. the real concern of what's actually stemming. So the shift in in terms of the market is understanding that, look, we need that data. We need that real time audit trail first. That's the core of our stack. We need to obviously have some sort of VPN in place. We need to have some sort of network controls in place. Excellent. Um, and then maybe some tool to aggregate that data together, if that is even necessary, if there is other disparate data sources. From a model perspective and an AI type of analytical perspective, there really needs to be a better understanding of the use cases. A lot of businesses think that I can take on the the Windows event logs or things. I know I'm getting a little detailed, but I, I can take in this information and this is going to solve my problem. It's not user-focused. Don't be fooled by big business marketing. I'm being I'm taking myself away from DTEX for a second. Don't be fooled by big businesses that have millions of dollars to spend and tell you that they can solve it. They can't. It's a complex problem. You need more information. You need less noise and high fidelity information to solve this stuff. Models come in place of that as well. It, it adds on top of that. But when you have crap data, you're going to get crap results at the end of the tunnel. So, you know, you need to consider that first um, and move from there. So there's a big shift in the market. I'm loving where things are going, honestly. Um, and it's, it's going to be a very interesting time as we move forward. I think a lot more integration of all the data to play and feed into the insider threat team, which should be part of the core of a business's focus the insider risk program should be the core focus
0: so I, I hope so, to... yeah man I think that's just so overlooked as well you sort of you think about like, insider threat like yeah like, nah that's nothing let's focus on something more like <laughs> right. essential software related something like that but um yeah wow um look we could probably talk for hours um because it is it is such an interesting <laughs> fascinating topic I just want to say thanks for coming on brother um wish you all the best of Thank success and uh yeah let's absolutely stay in touch
1: Brilliant. No, thank you for having me. I'm I'm glad, and I would love to support more. Um, I, I I just love to have these conversations because I think education in what is going on in the tip of the spear, the front of the spear, is really important. And I really think that I would love to further lift and uplift a lot of the in people who are interested in insider threat and insider risk in general. Um, so. And I'm glad to have it.
0: Thank you for having me. I really you're the man. It. Thanks, a man. You're the man. <laughs>
1: I'm <laughs> not <laughs>